Ladies and gentlemen, today is a beautiful day. If you're under the command of my voice, that means that you are alive. You know, ladies and gentlemen, some people woke up deader than a motherfucker. Deader than a motherfucker. But not us. We're here, not us. We're here. for another amazing episode of the number one storytelling podcast in the wild. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Did You Miss Me? I am D-Lay. It's your boy Damn Fool in the building. We here, people. We feel good. I'm all blued out, people. I'm, I'm, I'm nipsy blued on these bitches. I am nipsy blued up on these bitches. Feeling good. Uh, good shit is happening to me. I don't know if y'all got a chance to see this. But I did, but I don't know if y'all did. That movie I was telling y'all about that I had that audition for, that movie came out, Two Minutes of Fame. Oh, I saw that. And let me tell you something, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know how y'all feel, but I'm gonna be totally honest with you about how I feel, fool. First of all, cheers. God damn it, I was in the movie. Yeah, Two cheers Minutes of Fame. Ah, uh, here's the downside. I was in that goddamn movie for under two minutes. That was under two minutes. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think I counted at 78 It was seconds. a minute and 17 Yeah, seconds. minute 17. That's exactly what it was. I know exactly how long it was. So all that shit I was doing that I told y'all about, if y'all haven't seen it, go back and watch the episodes of, it was me, Junior, and Billy Sorrells, and I was talking about how I was doing an audition. They cut all that shit out, fool. All of it. I was like, but what about the part when I was like, you know, I put the spin on, I was no, nigga. Nah, bruh. Nah, man. You yeah. in it, though. But you in it. You in it. You in it. I was like, oh, shit. I need to know. Man, uh, Lionsgate sent me an email. It was like, hey, listen, um, that you know we're going to be releasing Two Minutes of Fame this week on Amazon. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Here's the link, yada, yada, yada. I saw it, but I didn't keep up with when they was going to release it. And when the shit hit, people was just hitting me up. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, y'all go check it out, man. They're gonna, they gonna, they gonna play my part. You gotta see what I did in that. If they, you know, if they didn't cut all that, they gonna, they gonna, I'm about to shine. Oh, man, yeah. cut all that shit out. Not a piece of it made it, ladies and gentlemen. Not one piece of it made it. They hit you with the, hey, hey, cut, slice. <laughs> they hit me with the goddamn L-dynamic Ginzu knife. Shoot, shoot. They cut me out. However, I'm grateful, man, I was in it. Hell and, yeah. And that's what it's all about, man. It's about making steps. Progress, movie roll right here. Next thing you do, land a TV show, your own TV show. Next thing you, after that, now you starring in a movie role, and now you got your whole goddamn headlining tour on top of the Did You Miss Me tour. We all over the place at this point. We're all over the place. Food. As soon as like, like when when I blow up, I'm a, I'm gonna tell y'all now. What's like going on? I blow, blow, I'm a bull of Michael Jackson on y'all. Okay, first check, five hundred thousand dollars. What you doing with your first five hundred check? Oh, my Your first 500k check. What you doing, fool? 500k. I spent that check. That's already gone. I spent that check already. That's gone. I didn't have 5,000 once already. <laughs> Go higher. Go higher. <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> my apologies. I already, already ran through that. Let me stop. <laughs> They're giving you a $500,000 advance on top of a $2 million deal. Uh, $2 million with a 500k advance. No way. You just got that money. But it the, just hit your so account. Five hundred thousand. The five hundred is in there. It's just an advance. That's in there. Now you gotta get I it back. Got the rest. You, no, you gotta give it back. You gotta get that five hundred back. But they just say, listen, into this two shit, you switch. Here go five hundred k. It hit your account. It hit your account at nine oh one a.m. Pacific Standard Time. What do you do? The first thing you do with your money. First thing you buy. I have 
have no idea, bro. You don't. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let it sit there for a little while, <laughs> and I'm gonna make and I'm gonna make some calls, and I'm gonna talk to some people, and I'm gonna make some decisions because I've made a lot of these moves before. You have to spin it right then. Well, what's the first thing that you're thinking about buying? Oh, a house. A house. Mm -hmm. I okay. need some land. Out, out in LA? I need some land. It might not even be a house on the spot that I buy, but I, I need to buy some dirt. Okay. Okay. Dirt. You getting some dirt? I need some dirt. Okay. Because, like, I'm now, and I say that because that's why I was saying, like, I don't know what I would do because I done made so many mistakes doing shit that I thought was the right thing to do. So, I mean, the first time I got a big check, my was like, that's the first thing my foot told me, man, you got to get you some shit, man, you got to own something. So my dumb ass went and bought a condo. And then bought a house out uh, on 92nd. That's good. In Chicago. Yeah, it was good until the housing market crashed three months oh, later. Oh, you got that in 2008. <laughs> yes. I know. Everything went to shit. I was in them streets in 2008. Now I'm short selling shit that I done bought for less than what I bought it for. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Mistake made. Can I tell you a secret? When the housing market was crashing, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not proud of it. I'm not, I'm not advocating. I'm just saying. Uh-oh, here it comes. The housing market was crashing. I was so upside down in my house, I decided I'm not paying no more goddamn mortgages. I'm never going to pay this goddamn debt up. Mm -hmm. I'm upside down so much, I can't pay it off. Mm -hmm. I told my wife, we're not paying this anymore. What are we going to do? We're going to rent this goddamn house out. Dude, anybody that got $1,300. Anybody, anybody, anybody that got $1,300. So let me tell you what I did, man, it's crazy I'm thinking about this. I put in, uh, I put it on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. I was like, because uh, uh, I knew it was going to be attractive. A $1,300, motherfucking rent? $1,300 for a house, a full bedroom? I seen that up. You, you was in the house. Yeah, I seen that up. I said $1,300. Right away, motherfucker got it. Hit me. Hey, man. Um, when can I move in? I said, um, I need you. I said, uh, I try to, I try to make it seem like I was professional. I said, I need to get your social security number and uh, I need to do a credit check. I wasn't checking nobody goddamn credit. All he need to have was $1,300. I said, this is, but this is why I told your ass out the frame. I said, but uh, you're going to need a security deposit. He said, oh yeah, okay. I get a security deposit back. I said, eventually. <laughs> eventually you get the motherfucker back. Eventually. I see, I didn't commit. I didn't, I didn't tell him I was going to get it back to him. Because I had no plans on giving it back to him. He said, I'm going to it back to him. Let me tell you what happened. He said, Yeah, eventually you'll get that motherfucker back. At some point, you get back. Oh, shit, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Eventually. But let me tell you something, fool. He said, I said, when are you looking to move in? He said, I was looking to move in like tomorrow. I but said, You know what's funny? When you said eventually, you know how that's so funny to me? Because I know, I, I thought about me being the other nigga on the other end <laughs> and see it like, eventually, but then going, but it's 1300 It's $1,300. <laughs> four bedrooms. Four bedrooms. Eventually. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the kicker, fool. I said, now the security deposit is 5000 He said, 5000 I said, yeah, it's 5000 why is it so hot? I said, well, because it's actually the first and last month of rent. <laughs> he said, that's 2600 I said, bro, you got a lot of fees. You got to make, you know, I got fees. I got a, you know, factory and I can't just, you know. Plus it's $1,300 a month. I'm going right back to that $1,300. After you pay that $5,000, you $1,300, you good. For, for a bedroom. 
He said, how long do you know you let, let your leases go? Keep in mind, I've never leased this place out before in my life. Yeah. I said, well, normally, <laughs> normally I usually, I usually do like a two-year lease. But I said, for you, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do a five-year lease. Uh, I knew that was coming. He said, I hate that. You hear that line, people? Thought. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not that line. This line. For you. For you. I'm going to do. Nah, fuck you, sir. I'm going to do five years. <laughs> Man, I locked that, got a contract printed up. I locked that boy, that boy gave me five racks. Five racks, and was paying $1,300 a month. Now keep in mind, at this point, I'm getting letters from the mortgage company, and the letters are in red. They said to you, we coming to get it, letters. I've moved. You gotta talk to that Russian boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't live there no more. You gotta talk to that Russian boy. I moved. So at this point, I'm just collecting the $1,300 a month and it's on time. I forget, it's on time, early sometime. So one day I get a phone call. Hey, uh, D, I want to speak to you for a second. What's going on, man? What's that at? Vladimir? Yes, this is Vladimir. Uh, there's people saying I have to move. Man, you ain't got to move. Who told you that? There is a marshal. There is a marshal outside. He's, he's demanding that I leave. Put him on the phone. Put him on the phone right now. Uh, are you the owner? Yeah, I'm the owner. Who are you? Oh, well, I'm such a... I, what's your badge number? I'm talking shit like this motherfucker's being abusive. What's your badge number? He said, well... Oh, let me get this out. I don't even know who that is calling me from that goddamn strange number. Um... He said, um, you, you're renting this out to him? Yeah, I'm renting out to him. He said, well, we're gonna, we gotta get all these things out right away because we Ben gave you a notice and uh, you didn't respond. So now pretty much, you know, this is time. We gotta get everything out. Vladimir was like, now this is like the fifth of the month. This is the fifth. Vladimir already gave me his 1300. <laughs> Vladimir gotta get the fuck out there on the fifth. He got to go. <laughs> the people there, <laughs> they out there. You gotta get all your shit out of this four bedroom. Oh, you out there living it up. So he got out. Lot of men got a ton of shit. He gotta move. Gotta move all that shit. That man said, "So what do we do about the thirteen hundred that I gave you?" I said, "Oh man, you you already you stayed there. You stayed there from the first to the fifth. <laughs> then I got real with him. I said, "Now, on what planet could you live?" In a 23 square foot home, full bedroom, upstairs and downstairs, for 1300 US dollars. Hey man, I was giving you a break. I was giving you a break. Here's the deal, bro. Clearly you got $1,300. Go find you another spot, bro. That's why you can go find you another spot. I feel like you fucked me. I, hey, bro, I ain't fuck you. I ain't fuck you at all. We had a deal. $1,300 a month. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to pay your shit. I didn't say what, I never told you the people couldn't come take this shit from you. <laughs> I never told you that. I didn't lie to you about anything. Bro. I never lied to you, Vladimir. That's on you, playboy. But, hey man, I think, this is, I was, I was, I feel like I was doing a good deed. I was doing a good deed. The man needs somewhere to stay. He stayed there for like eight months before he got put out. That's a good, that's a good amount of time to fucking just pay $1,300, man. You got a whole house? I tried to uh, I tried to compensate for the problem. Same way. Got a condo. Shit is fucked up. I'm like, okay, I'ma move somebody in. 
first I tried to go, I was like, I'm gonna move somebody in, you know what I'm saying? To help, so I can, they can stay here, I'm gonna go find a cheaper place, I'm gonna kick their ass with this rent, gotcha. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. So, uh, first thing I did was, uh, I went the, uh, the fucking, what's that? CHA, Chicago Housing Authority. Mm. I went that route first. Okay. Section 8. Yeah, yeah. Get that Section 8 on their ass. Get that Section 8 on their ass. Okay, let's start there. These motherfuckers come to the house. According to them, I am living in a concentration camp. This is the most dangerous place on earth. Let them tell me. You know what I'm saying? I got to put bars on the window. I got to do this to the plugs. I got to do this to the outlets. I got to do this. I got to file down the corners on the pictures. I'm like, what enough? Man, it was so much shit I had to do in order to pass the, the, the shit for them to make me rent this place out because it's going to be kids in there. Of course, possibly. Went through all that shit. Get a motherfucker in there. They are tearing this motherfucker apart. You hear me? Who, I'm like, what? How is that one whole wall no longer painted? They scraped the paint off the wall? Like, who the fuck? What kind of kids you got in here, fam? You know what? And let me tell you something. You just made me think about something. So Vladimir hit me like a week later about his deposit. He wanted his $5,000 deposit back. Mm -hmm. I said, you can't get that $5,000 deposit back. You get that back at the end of the contract, at the end of the five years. You didn't complete your whole five years. You can't get that five. That's, that's all in the contract right there. I didn't give him shit back. I kept that whole 5000 Vladimir punched a goddamn hole in my wall. Well, it wasn't my house no more. It was for the, for the people at that point. But he punched a hole in that motherfucker like he was, like he was hurting me. <laughs> Vladimir, I'm never living in this home again. I'm never going back there, Vladimir. I'm never coming back to that. So they fucking up this house. They tearing this house the fuck apart. I say, all right, all right, all right. I know what to do for y'all ass. I said, I'm on a senior in my, in my spot. Okay. Only. That's all I'm going for. So I give me an old lady living in there. Tell me why I found the oldest scam artist in the city <laughs> of Chicago. This bitch was 64 years old, you hear me? 64, all right? This bitch Kaiser Soze me, first of all. She showed up there, creeping around, hanging out and walk. Oh, I'm so glad that this place is so nice. I can't wait to move in, brother. All this extra shit. This bitch can't walk, she can't Kaiser Soze. Let her tell her. So, I started getting calls. This wrong. That's wrong. This wrong. Never had a problem with any of these things she's calling me about while I was living there or during the year that I had both other motherfuckers there. Mm -hmm. Something I'm not in that late. I'm not finna come back there to fix that. No. Bitch, I'm gonna, like, call somebody, get it done, and then I'll take care of it. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it. Like, we'll make it work. Just get it done. I'm not, I, I can't. Anyway, here's where the shit gets weird. Because the shit she asking me about. It's like, I know you bullshit me, you know what I'm saying? But I can't prove it, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so I'm taking care of the shit. I got a nigga that I got going by that fixes it. Nigga called me, hey man, listen, let me tell you what happened. Somebody un unhooked to such and such. He's like, and this ain't no shit that just happened on accident. Somebody reached back here, went in there, pulled, unplugged, and, f and fucked this up so it looked like it was broke. I said, okay. All right. That's what we doing. Okay. Tell you what happened next. I get a call 
the house been broken into. I said, what? Somebody done broke in here. Oh, I'm so... Okay. I look. Next thing I know, somebody done broke in again. Two break-ins. Two break-ins. What's the span of the time? How much time? Man, wasn't even a couple, wasn't even a month, two months. It wasn't it ain't even a couple months past. It, okay. it might have been a month. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody broke in again. Like, what the fuck? Then, not too long after that, it might have been a couple weeks. Now we've had a third break-in. In the first six months you've been living here. I lived there for two years. And this no the problem. only house on the block getting hit? In the building, it's a condo. It's a condo, right. This is the only one in the building getting hit. Everybody has the same access I have, like the way she said they coming in through the back window off the porch. Everybody got the same access. Right. Why they only hitting this one? Right. Nigga. Oh, okay. All right. We try again. Now, shit's going on. I get slick. So you know what? I'm gonna put a camera on this back door. Put a camera out there, right? Don't nobody know it's back there. Cause it ain't like the most, it ain't visible. I got it tucked up in the corner. Mm -hmm. This heifer and her nephews is taking shit out the house through this back window, right? They making, you know. Now you got on tape. Oh, I got. Got your ass. Now, here's the fucked up part though. Cause once I catch the bitch, now, I got a situation on my hand because I got to go through the process of putting the bitch out. This is when I find out about squatters. Squatting. That's what I was doing with Vladimir. Squatting. I said, oh, so now I'm going to court for a year to get this bitch out the house. And she's still in the house. But guess what's happening during this time? Guess who's got to pay the mortgage now? You do. Guess who's paying for everything now? You are. Guess who's living in my house for free? She is. This motherfucker, man, I wanted to kill that old bitch. I ain't never wanted to strangle an old woman in my life. See, if Vladimir would have called that old woman, Vladimir would have known he ain't had to give me $1,300 no more. He could have just stayed in there anyway. And I would have been having to foot the bill. I but foot, I wasn't paying for shit anyway. I foot the bill for that boy before almost a year, did it? Almost a year. Footing the bill for her to stay there. Yeah. And she didn't hit me with the renters. She didn't hit the renters insurance. She's scamming everybody. Oh, she hit everybody. Oh, she didn't hit them twice. Dude. Oh, yeah, they got $18 million worth of shit up out here. <laughs> Let her tell it. Hit everybody, man. Hey, bro. I was so pissed. I had a 1999 Mazda Protege. And. I wanted to get rid of it. So I thought it was paid off. I thought it was. I really thought this car was paid off. How you think that? So I asked Jay Reed, I don't know Jay Reed that well at the time. I said, hey man, you know anybody to do a hit on my car? He was like, oh shit, yeah, I know the perfect body man. Me, I said, body man? This nigga think I'm talking about a nigga, I'm talking about somebody to do an insurance job on my car. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got somebody. Homeboy, Justin. Okay, cool. Leave me up with Justin. Okay, Justin, know what to do? Yeah, man. He good. Don't worry about nothing. Don't file the insurance claim until like a couple of days of reporting it. 
All right, cool, not a problem. He know what to do? Yeah, cool. Let me meet up with him. Met up with the dude. He kind of jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's right. He's like, hey, man, what's, hey, bro, what's going on, man? Yep, all right, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, shit. This nigga got to fucking trust? Yeah, check, please. Nah, I'm already, what I'm expecting off this is to get 15 racks off this car because it's already paid for. Mm. As far as I know, it's already paid for. Cool. He said, hey, man, listen, this is what we're going to do. I need you to go over by the Taco Bell. Leave your shit at the Taco Bell. I got it from there. Don't forget, after two days later, you're going to report your shit, and a couple days later, then you file the insurance. I'm like, all right, cool. A day later, <clears throat> a day later, I get a phone call from the Las Vegas Fire Department. My car is in Taco Bell on fire. I said, my car, yeah, you have a Mazda Protege? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's on fire. You, you, are you aware? No, I was, my car I was stolen. It was in the driveway. My, my, I, I thought my car was stolen. I, I, I walked outside, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Well, you want to come down and uh, check it out? It's nothing salvageable. You, all right, cool, I come down. I, I'm like, oh, shit. See, yeah, you probably need to file an insurance claim or something. I'm like, okay. All right, call this motherfucker Justin right away. Uh, hey, what up, Justin? Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, man, I thought you were supposed to take the car out far out, like up towards Reno, and then ditch it. Yeah, man, that's what that was the plan. But I realized something. I didn't have to drive that far out. All I had to do was burn the shit up right there. Where was that? No. You know why you don't burn shit up with that? Because I'm on surveillance. Because it's cameras. Every goddamn way. Asshole. <laughs> they got you. You had no mask on. Pouring gasoline inside and outside the goddamn mouth of protege. They looking for you, nigga. You may want to move to Reno. Well, you should have took the fucking car in the first place. You an asshole. You a fucking asshole. Oh, my God. Then, guess what? The car wasn't paid for. The car was not paid for. I still owe money on that. Because guess what? The insurance that I thought I had, I did not have. I had no insurance on that goddamn car. So I end up owing the shit that the car was upside down. It was upside down anyway. Justin Harsh fucked me. He Harsh fucked me. But I Harsh fucked myself. I should have been trying to do the goddamn mischief in the first place. Should have did what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. Pay them white folks their money. I didn't do that. Get them folks their money. Get them goddamn folks their money. Every time you try to cut a corner, some bullshit. That gonna come back and bite you. Goddamn right. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, we're gonna pay some bills. We're gonna be right back on the other side. This is Did You Miss Me? What's up, good people? Thank each and every one of y'all for watching faithfully every week. I wanna thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you guys. This week's episode of Did You Miss Me is brought to you by our good friends over at Postmates. Yes, Postmates. Mates, a lot of you don't know this, but uh, Postmates actually saved my relationship. Yeah, Postmates saved my relationship. Now, I ended up ruining over some bullshit, but that's not the point. Postmates did what they were supposed to do. I was with this wonderful lady, amazing, hardworking, caring woman. But I was just in them streets. When them streets were calling, you just be out there in them streets. They just be calling, and I just wasn't ready to be faithful. And then I said, you know what? I can't keep getting caught. So finally, she gave me my last chance. She said, listen, I'm going to give you one more shot. 
if you do anything out of the norm, your ass is done. So I straightened them act, got it together for people. So for about 13 days, I was being the best man that I can be to this woman. Yeah. She called me up one day. She said, hey, babe, I'm on my way home from work. I'm not cool. She said, is everything ready? I'm like, ready? Please tell me you didn't forget. I'm like, no. No, I did not forget. I do not forget. I am like an elephant. I do not forget. She said, good. I can't wait to get home and taste your seafood. Bye. See you in about 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Seafood? I can't cook this. Immediately, I got on the phone and downloaded the Postmates app. Called up my local seafood spot and ordered it. Now, because of the COVID-19 situation, they have non-contact deliveries. That's beautiful. They drop it right by your door. You don't see anybody. It's there when you open it. People, I got it. Brought it in. She gets home. Smells the seafood. Consumes the seafood. Voila! I'm in a thriving relationship. That is until later on she looked through my phone and found some, found some bullshit. She's just being nosy. Anyway, thank you, Postmates, for coming through in my time need. And people, we can't keep giving you all this free content without you supporting our advertisers. That means you have to purchase these products. Yes, people. And we're going to do something even special for you. Even more special for you. If you download, Post, download Postmates right now and put in the code MISSME, M-I-S-S-M-E, we're going to give you $100 of free credit. For your deliveries. That's right. For your first seven days, that is what we're going to do for you, people. Postmates. Anything you need and anytime you need it. Postmates. Listen, I'm going to tell you one of the messed up things about not getting a part. It's seeing that show or that movie afterwards and seeing who they picked. That's who y'all picked. I got it. I had a situation one time, right? Audition for Budweiser commercial. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? First commercial audition. You know what I'm saying? My buddy, Wildcat, uh, Brian, is uh, also a comedian from Chicago, funny as hell. But we call Wildcat the commercial king in mm -hmm. Chicago. Wildcat got like 19 national commercials. Nigga getting checks from 20 years ago. Nigga got super, was in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. He's like, you know, so it's like, I'm, so I'm looking at that and his residual pay from the commercials and I'm like, oh man, that's what I want a commercial. I want to be Flo, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I want to be Flo from Progressive. <laughs> Flo is getting paid, boy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So Wildcat's showing me the numbers on these commercials he got and I'm like, ah. Oh. So I get the Budweiser commercial audition. I'm like, Budweiser, we at the top. Yeah. We shot straight for the top. So I go in, do the, do the ad, Wildcat is going too. Now I'm nervous because the commercial king yeah. <laughs> is auditioning with me. <sighs> we both go in, we both do a show, we do good, we leave out of there. This is now this is the second time me and our Wildcat and audition together. The first time he got the part and I didn't. First time was for R. Kelly's twelve uh Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> we had auditioned for that show to be the pimp that was in the scene with him at the church. His assistant pimp. We both auditioned for it. He got it. I'm glad he got that one that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I am not immortalized in video with our Kelly. Robert. Thank you, Jesus. Right? So this time, I'm, but I'm nervous because I'm like, ah, last time he got me. So, but I'm, it's my friend, so I ain't tripping. Go in there, do the audition. We both do it. Uh, I don't get it. I know Wildcat got it in my mind. Right. Wildcat hit me. He ain't get it either. I'm like, what? Here's what fucked me up. I didn't get the part, and then they tell me why. Normally, you don't get why. No. But no. I got why. 
the lady told me, you know, we really like you. It's just, you don't look like a beer drinker. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> she said, when I look at you, I, I see, you know, a cognac or a nice wine. I don't, I don't see a beer drinker. Now, I think, now you looking at me, this damn fool I think looks like a beer drinker. I look like a beer drinker. What right? do you have on? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in that motherfucker. I was all out of control, all wrong. I, I probably had on, I know I had on slacks and, and shoes. Like I was, I definitely, cause somebody was telling me like, I'm looking, no, not somebody was telling me, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, man, I got sneakers and hoodies and shit. I mean, this motherfucker, you know, cause more than likely I had somewhere else to go. I can't really remember, but more than likely I did. And I might not, this might not have been how I felt that morning. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I get, She's like, I just don't see beer drinker. And I'm like, what kind of racist bullshit? I'm thinking all kind of shit. I don't see beer in you. I watched the commercial. I see it. The nigga that they pick looked like a beer drinker. <laughs> I looked at it and I immediately said, that man looks like a beer drinker. They're right. right. If that's who they do, I'm not even mad at it. The man is walking through there with the chips and the salsa. And I was like, he looked like he's supposed to be at this Super Bowl party. Not I want a beer now. <laughs> I want a beer. He makes me want a beer. I'm, I wouldn't have looked, I wouldn't have made nobody want a beer. Not that damn fool. Right. I was slim at the time, you know what I'm saying, as fuck, and I on my shit. So, nothing. So, tons of times I went in for the audition. Didn't get it. I normally when I see who gets it, I'm like upset. Like that's who the fuck y'all pick. That time and one other time was the only time where I saw who got it and wasn't upset about it. Well, no, this other time was the only time I wasn't upset. Cause even with the dude that looked like a beer drink, I was still mad. Right. I was like, I could have looked like. I don't know this nigga. I don't give a fuck about him and his family. eating. I'm mad. Yeah, a Super Bowl too. I needed that damn commercial. Yeah, fuck out of here. Super Bowl Budweiser commercial. Oh yeah. Next audition. I get the I get the call. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. When I got this shit, I read it. I was like, this shit ain't gonna make it. I was like, this shit ain't gonna make it. And but I was like, I'm not gonna audition that way. I'm not going to, because at first I was like, man, I'm going to go in for it because I got to, because I always want to show up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this show definitely ain't going to make it. When mm -hmm. I saw the like breakdown, it was it was a show that was coming to HBO that was about, that was about football. And it was breaking it down and re I'm reading it and I'm like, man, this sound like fucking the game on, they finna put the game on, oh, they finna take it off BET and put it on. Uh, only difference to me that I saw was they had an actual NFL licensing for this movie, which that should have ticked me off to let me know, nigga, this is going to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? But what let me know it was going to go was a day later when I was reading the trades and found out who had already been in, been picked for the main roles. Two main roles had been picked already. One was Denzel Washington's son, and the other one was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. 
At this point, I'm losing my mind. I need this part. I have to have this part. I am not leaving this place without this part. Okay? The Rock is in this, in this, he's on this show. This is one of my I favorite. I need this part. I, right, Giselle's son is on the show. I need show. this part. <laughs> I need this part. <laughs> so, this part is mine. So, I'm, I'm, I got to have it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, ah, oh, man. Now, at the time, uh, I'm watching Kevin's career, Hart. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I might have been a little far-fetched, but I'm looking at him like, man, this doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, I got a chance to be on the show with my favorite other superstar, The Rock. Kevin already did Central Intelligence with him. I'm like, I get to get in there, man. Then yeah, I get there, I'm like, oh. This show is the game. I mean, not the game, but ballers. Ballers, ballers. Right? I get there, I'm excited. I walk in. I'm, play, I'm going in for the part of, uh, what's his name? Fat, Fat Reggie. Fat Reggie. I walk in, I'm like, all right, I got this. I'm a nigga who is another nigga's homeboy who became his manager, loud mouth, shit talker, street smart, know what up. I'm looking at all the, I'm like, I'm finna murder this That's shit. That's you. That's you. Right? Got a scene where I actually get to talk shit with The Rock. I'm ready. I go in there, kill the first audition, get the call back. Go back for the call back, kill the call back. I'm like, I got this fucking part. I'm looking around, I'm like, ain't nobody in here that can stop me. Right. I'm on fire. Get the screen, get to the chemistry test. I'm finna be in the room with The Rock. I'm gonna be in the room, in a scene, standing in front of these people with, with the Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You in there with Dwayne, bro? That's Dwayne in there, bro. I'm in there giving it all I got. Anita Baker in that goddamn line. Everything. Giving it the I'm best. I'm dancing on them lines, nigga. <laughs> I'm adding shit that's got people. I made this nigga break character. I left about that room. Walking like this. You was in there with The Rock? Yeah. Were you in there with The Rock? Yeah, this is my partner. I got this. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm matter of fact, I'm ready to start calling people and cussing them out. Yeah. Hey man, fuck you and your mom. You I, made it. I'm gone. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, put your mom on the phone. Yeah, I ain't never, never come home. Never. <laughs> Bruh. Get a call back. It's like, yeah. My fuck. agent, my that agent talking to that me. That side. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Man, Kev, you did a great job at that audition, man. I've got nothing but great reviews. Everybody's been talking great about you. They're excited about you, man. They really like you. you you're go you're going to get a lot of calls in the future. I was like, in the future? The future. Oh, okay. I mean, go cool. So, so when, when, when we start in film, and how's, how's, it, how, how, how's everything going to go? Like, look, look, you know, as far as wardrobe, right? Can you <laughs> ask them if they can put... Kev, you didn't get the part. Can you ask them if they can put me in like, um, I want to, I don't want to look too hip hop. Wait, huh? Oh, whoa, wait, huh? Hello? You're yeah, running that back. Yeah. Running that back. Yeah. Yeah. Say what? You're breaking up. Ernest, Sambo. Wait. <laughs> no! <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Did I just hear that? <laughs> Kev, you didn't get the part. What happened, man? 
They said when they looked through the tapes and everything and did the, when they looked through the chemistry test, they just felt like the character that you were friends with, that you were supposed to be friends with, and it didn't really click like friends. Like it didn't really look, you know, didn't really fit as well as another actor. I'm pissed. Who the fuck is this other nigga? Who the fuck got the... So I don't want to watch the movie. I don't even want to watch the show at this point. I'm not, I'm not watching that shit. I don't want to see this shit. You was right there. You and this guy. Two seasons, Diddy. Maybe, maybe, yeah, two seasons. Before finally I was like, let me see what this goddamn I avoided advertisements. Anything that has to do with that show, I would not look at. Finally, I said, man, I'm gonna watch this goddamn show. Turn it on and start watching it. I know that, I know everything that's happening because I didn't have the whole script for the pilot and I had the fucking size. So I got the pilot, I'm, I'm reading through the pilot with them as we go along. Yeah, motherfucker, motherfucker. So now, it's getting to the scene when Fat Red come up. I flip the page back and fold it, sit it on my lap. I'm looking. Goddamn London Brown walks into the scene. Brown. He comes into the frame of the camera. And he speaks the line as I speak it with him. And I looked at the camera and I was like, fuck. I can't be mad now. This my nigga. This is the nicest nigga on earth. It's London. I can't even be mad at him. Why did y'all give him the part? I wanted it to be somebody I could be upset with. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be mad. What kind of asshole is mad at London? London No one. He's the nicest nigga I've ever met in my life. Absolutely. I'm pissed at this point, not that he got the part, but because it's not a nigga I can hate. I am upset like But I will say, I've said it before to people. Like, congratulations, I'm happy for you, glad you got there. And I've never genuinely meant it. (laughs) If I auditioned for it too. Right. Never. Until the day I said that to that man. Because I was legitimately happy for dude. And I was like, damn, that's my nigga, man. I'm glad you got that part. There's still that ache, like, uh, right here, like, ah! <laughs> I, I'm supposed to have it. And it's like, I just, I don't want it to be you, so I can be mad at the nigga that it is. <laughs> <laughs> not because I don't want you to have it. Not, that's not it, because I love love. Right. I want it to be somebody else so that I can hate the person that it is. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I can't. Now, I watched the goddamn show. show. I didn't watch all nine seasons three times. You know what I'm saying? But I I still would have liked that one. That was a good one. Great show. Yeah. Lasted, what, a good five seasons? Had a good run. Had a good little run. Oh, that's good money, man. Mm -hmm. I needed that. Congratulations, (laughs) London. Today's episode of the Did You Miss Me podcast is being brought to you by our good friends over at Raycon, makers of the Raycon Everyday E25 wireless earbuds. Let me tell y'all something. When you travel as much as we do, the one thing you need is a good pair of earbuds. I mean, and a suitcase. That's real important. But earbuds are just as important. And with the new Raycon E25s, not only do I get the same quality sound that I would get from the leading premium brands, but at half the price. Plus, they're very easy 
very comfortable, very easy to put into your ear, and they fit in there, and you can hide them. Look, you don't even see I got it on no more. Just like that. No cord hanging, no stems, or none of that weird stuff to make those already awkward video calls even more awkward because now somebody's distracted by your cord dangling in front of their face. I'm just saying. And with six hours of playing time, that makes them perfect for traveling, working out, or I don't know, binging your favorite podcast. <laughs> Not to mention, they're very stylish. So I can see why celebrities like uh, co-founder Ray J or J.R. Smith or Melissa Etheridge or even Snoop Dogg speak very highly of these. So y'all get on over there and get you a pair because I got mine already. And not only that, but I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you 15% off just for, just for rocking with your boys at the Did You Miss Me podcast. So get on over to buyraycon.com slash D-Y-M-M for your 15% discount. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash D-Y-M-M for your 15% discount. What's up, people? We back up in this thing. Now, listen, before the, not even before the break, earlier when we was talking, you kicked the episode off talking about uh, the, the movie, Two Minutes of Fame, which great movie. Make sure y'all check that out. But that's the one you got. Tell me about one of them ones. Because <laughs> I got plenty of them. Right. Well, I went in there and I felt like, oh, I nailed Ain't it. Ain't no way in hell I'm you not gotta this. You got to give me the part. You got to give me I'm walking out of here with this. Mm. I, I, I'm sitting by, I, Matter of fact, I'm not going to wait by the phone because I know it's coming. I had a big one. I had a big one recently. Um, my manager called me. Hey, man, um, got this um, audition. Did you get the audition I emailed over to you? Said, yeah. It says, uh, it's night school. It's night school. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, uh, the audition is tomorrow, man. I know how you are about the lines, man. I know you don't want to read these lines, man, but, you know, go in there and do your thing. I said, man, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make it my own. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going in there and make it my own. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You're going to do what you do. What do you like to do? They send me the sides. I looked at the sides. I just looked at them. Looked at them. And he said, um, okay, um, you're gonna be playing a role uh Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's part. He's the lead character. I was like, all right, cool. Later on that night, my agent called me, Christine. Hey D, how are you? I'm fine, what's going on? Did you get the sides? I say, yeah, I got your sides. I know how you feel about the sides. I know you don't wanna read those lines. Let me just ask you, are you gonna read the lines? I said, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I can't say what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I can't say, I may wake up tomorrow morning with a whole nother attitude. I may wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what, before this audition, you need a shot of Jameson. <laughs> right. Audition at 11 a.m. You need, it, I don't know, I can't tell you this, Christina, I can't commit to it right now. You want me to commit and tell you I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna read the lines. I'm not gonna give you that. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna just put my spin on it, right? So that morning, I'm up. It's like seven in the morning. Audition is at 11. My phone rings, it's like 7.30. Finesse Mitchell, my frat brother. Hey, what up, Fi? What's up, man? Hey, uh, they, uh, they're big on you, man. They're big on you, the casting agent, the casting director knows who you are. I told her about you. They've been looking at your stuff all night. Go in there, man, and nail it, man. Now look, I know how you are about auditions. <laughs> this is the third time. I know how you are, but brother, <laughs> trust me. 
Read the lines, stick to the lines. Have you gone over any of the lines yet? No, I have not. I have not even opened up anything that he, I know his name is Marcus. That's all I know, I know his name is Marcus. Mm -hmm. He said, but you haven't read any of the lines? I said, I know it's a nigga that's going back to school. I know that, I got this. You like a nigga that, I saw the movie. I got this. Uh, hey man, I'm gonna call you back, my phone ring. Phone call, ring, click over. Hey, what's up man, it's Joey. This is Joey Wells. Oh, Joey Wells, good, from, good brother. From Heartbeat Production, our boy, Joey. He said, hey, what's up D, uh, you all right? I said, yeah man, got a big audition this morning. I said, yeah, hey man, um, Kevin wants to give you a call. I said, Kevin who? Right. I just talked to Fool. For Kevin Bonton, nigga, I went to fifth grade with you. You talking about Kevin Bonton? Yeah, I just got the phone, Fool. Ain't no way you talking about. Ain't no way you talking about Fool. Oh, you, you talking about Simpson? <laughs> right? Of course, Kevin got my number. <coughs> nigga, Kevin Hart. He won't know if he can call me. He won't know if he can call me. He won't know if he can call me. He says, Hell no. <laughs> you tell him I say no. I, 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 I don't want him to call me. Of course I want to call Quite him. Quite possibly the greatest sure. comedian of our time. Brother, yes. What the fuck? That ain't no question. Two minutes later, <laughs> I get a text. Yo, this is K-Hart. D-A, can you talk? <laughs> can I talk? Thank you for being so polite. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep goddamn talking. I'm not going to let you off this phone, Mr. Hart. <laughs> if you call me. Phone rings. Ring. That's Yo, what up, D-Lay? What's happening, man? Hey, man, first and foremost, I want to let you know I'm a fan. Big fan of your work, man. You're going in for the part. Been watching what you're doing, man. You're next. Go in there, man, and knock that son of a bitch out the park. Go have fun with that. Just go do your thing. Yes, sir. Now, I heard that you don't like to read the lines. No, 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 and you know, I I, I kind of heard that. So, are you gonna be able to go in and, and nail these lines? Meanwhile, I am two hours away from this audition. I have not read a line, not a line. I said, uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna go in there, man. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my spin on it, man. I'm gonna go in and do my thing. He said, all right, man, go in and you know have fun. I said, let me learn this first line. Like, let me learn this first part. Now, fool, it's two hours before the audition. Mm -hmm. It's five pages worth of dialogue. Five pages. I said, let me just learn this first little part that he's saying, and from there, I'ma just, I'ma go. Learn the, the whole first part. Learned it, was confident, went in the room. Hi, D-Lay everybody now. D-Lay the clap and shit. I don't have no paper or nothing. I ain't got nothing in my hand. Nothing. So, uh, the one, like, oh, he got a book. One of the people room handed me, said, handy lay your sides. His, his sides. It's like, oh, I don't need them. You gonna be off paper? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be off paper. I'm gonna be so far off paper. I'm gonna be so far off paper. You gonna read, you gonna look at the paper and watch I'm gonna be in a whole nother script. <laughs> I'm gonna be in a whole nother goddamn movie. That's how far off paper I'm going to be. <laughs> this is Sparta! Wait a minute. That's Wait a minute. Not that's not, hey man, I'm off the paper. I told you. Did I tell you I'm going to be off this goddamn paper? I'm off the radar, motherfucker. Man, I ain't off the paper. Let me tell you, 
I remember he said, okay, um, whenever you're ready, Marcus, take us away. And I looked at the room and I was like, so everybody's anticipating me to, to set this place on fire, to ignite everybody. That's what everybody's expecting me to do, right? Well, let me just tell you something. I'm not gonna do it. You know why? Because I'm an adult and I don't want to be in this son of a bitch. Night school. They just sit around looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> None of this is in the script. None of it is in the script. They had that little puzzle. It was like, okay, delay. Um, can you start from the top and just, you know, just hit, hit your lines? I don't know no goddamn lines. I don't know the lines, I don't man. do it. I go through the whole thing. I do the same thing three times. Three different ways each time. Three they said, okay, all right. Hey, man, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You rewrote the damn thing. said, thank you. Thank you. So I get home. I text Kev. Hey, man. It went great. Awesome. I feel I, good about it. I was spectacular. He said, okay, man, I'm about to get the tape now. <laughs> and uh, and I'll get back with you. So I right, cool. Text him about five minutes later. He said, I'm still waiting on the tape. They haven't sent me the, sent the tape yet. All right, cool. I said, I'm going to give him a day, mm -hmm. you know, to see what's going to happen. Next day, everything shut down. COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to blow that band line up like that. I left it alone. Everything had been shut down. And I heard the whole production had been shut down. So who knows? Maybe I got the goddamn part. Who knows? Hey. Now, you know what's funny? I auditioned for that same show. Sat around the same time, right before everything hit. I auditioned for uh, Jalen, uh, my boy Rami uh, Malcolm's part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm excited, because one, I fuck with dude. I love everything he be. He's dope. He is dope. You know what I'm saying? And I like the character from the show, because it's real militant. You know what I'm saying? Like. He like, I read the size and it was it was me. It was like a nigga right. who, you know, been to jail, got a little little street dust on him, but he's he's smart, reformed, know what he know what he want, know what he own, but he real quick to check a motherfucker about trying to bullshit him. Mm -hmm. Cause he's street smart. You knew the character. I'm looking, I'm reading the size, the description of the nigga. I was like, this is perfect. And you always wait for that perfect role that's like. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can really stick my teeth into this. Now, let me tell you about damn fool when he goes to auditions. I learned from a good friend of mine, uh, D. Ray Davis. Uh, first audition I ever had, I called him. You know what I'm saying? Now, we, we know each other, respect each other. I can't say for sure that, that he's my friend because we don't hang out like that. But he's somebody that I fuck with and that, you know, fuck with me. So I hit him, you know what I'm saying? Yo, what up, big bro? Hey, check it out. I got an audition, man, and I just, it's my first time. I just wanted to know if you had any pointers or anything. Just, he was like, man, he said, wow him from the time you walk in to the time you walk out. Say, from that, like, don't ever not be performing. I was like, hmm. He's like, go in there in character. Be who they, be who they want you to be. 
So in my mind, I'm like, that's that's perfect. I got it. I get it. So I would go to auditions with that in my mind. First, I booked that shit, that first one mm -hmm. that he told me about. Because you know what I did? I got there. I got the size. I got everything. Now, here's the thing about me. I'm with the paper. I'm all for... You're going to read that paper. I'm all for saying what they want you to say. You know what I'm saying? Now, I learned that you can change a little bit in the middle, but always bookend it. What they say at the beginning and what they say at the end, make sure you say that. Yeah. Because the last word you say is the next actor's cue for him to speak. Mm -hmm. So he need that from you. So I always make sure I do that. But in the middle, oh, I'm finna jumble this whole up. Right. I'm finna go crazy in the middle. Sometimes I, they be like, hey, hey, hey. Easy. Ah, that was funny. Easy. But you can't reference another movie. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go back. So uh, that's what that was my thing. But I'm gonna stay on this. I'm gonna stay within the lines. I'm gonna give you most of what you wrote. But if I feel like I need, you know, change. If I feel like I can say something in here that's funny, I don't take from my ad. I won't take from what you already got, but I'll add something to it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna say everything you told me to say. You know what I'm saying? So first audition ever. I walk in. Um, I walk in, I get there, I'm late. I'm late, they call me in. <clears throat> I go in there, I read the lines. The lady was like, that was awesome. She's like, uh, come back tomorrow. I was like, okay. She's like, I want you to do the same thing in front of the director and the producer, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh shit, this is my first. This ain't even straight to the director. This ain't even a callback. Yeah, this straight is to a the screen test, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So oh, I'm like, shit. oh shit. So I go in, they there. They want you. They Yeah, basically. So they I get there the next day. They like, here's what we want you to do. You're gonna go in with three, we're gonna go, we're gonna have you go in, do your part by yourself. Then we're gonna switch out into groups and we're gonna have y'all go in. You three go go in, you're gonna read with these people because we're gonna do it. It's chemistry test, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. To see what who what group of actors work the best together. We didn't even I didn't even get to the chemistry test. I the next day. I get there. The first day I went, it was a last minute call. They called me the last minute, this which, so which is why I was panicking. I called D-Ray, he was like, and I'm quick to learn lines. I like, I look at that shit and learn it right that day. That night I'm ready to go off paper. Cause I'm always in my mind feeling like it's impressive if I go in here off paper. Right. So I get there, I, I'm off book, I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, I got it that morning, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I'm panicking. And I think the panic is what made me do a good job because I'm panicking because I'm like, man, I'm there. I'm like, I ain't got no headshot. I'm late. They called me at the last minute. I had to take the bus all the way over here. I ain't got no headshot. I ain't got the sides. So I get there. I'm trying to read the sides while I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing all this shit. Get in and have a good audition. Next day, I get there. I'm late again. Not only am I late, but I got a flight to catch to go do a show, right? And I can't be late for this flight. I get there, they taking too long. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck. So finally, they pull me, they bring me in. I walked in the room as the character. The character was a, like, asshole nigga. You know what I'm saying? Militant motherfucker, same shit. He uh, done all, I walk in, in character. I walked in, hey, look, yeah, I'm late, and I ain't got none of the shit I'm supposed to have. I said, you know why? Because I'm black. I'm sure everybody in this room expected me to be late and not be prepared, and I didn't want to let none of y'all down. Nigga, by the time I finished that, the director was like, hey man, stop. What time you gotta be at the airport? I was like, I gotta be there in about 30 minutes. He's like, go ahead and leave. Let us know when you get back so we can get started. 
Nigga, I am dumbfounded. I'm yes. like, huh? Yeah, you got it. You fuck, fuck them lions. I will see. Get out of here. Go catch a flight. You hear what that man said? Fuck them lions. <laughs> you hear what the man told him? That's what he the told me. The man running the room told him. The man running the room told me. Fuck them lions. Fuck them lions. Sometimes it works. Get out of here. Go catch a flight. Fuck them lions. You heard now, it. Now, back to present day. Mm-hmm. We dealing with the same uh, with the same audition you went on. I get the lions. I see it. I love the character. All right. Oh, I'm gonna murder this. I can't wait to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I've learned from that first audition is to always give them something extra and always come in ready and in character. So, John, uh, Rami Malcolm's character is very uh, like what you white people love to mm-hmm. kind of nigga. You know what I'm saying? So I walk in, right? Come in. I'm ready to go. I'm off book. I walk in. They say, hey, Kevin, you ready? I was like, hold on, white lady. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I said, look, y'all think I ain't hip to y'all again? I know what the fuck is going on. I said, I'm here for your little audition. I said, but I know a fucking psych evaluation when I see one. You try to see where a nigga head at. I said, but I do your little dance. I, you know what I'm saying, today, because I need this little bread. I said, but you know this, lady. I know what's going on. <laughs> so, she, they dying laughing. It's a psyche value. They dying laughing. This ain't like, an audition. Oh my God. It's a psyche value. You're so funny. We heard you were going to be hilarious. Okay, can we try the lines now? I was like, yeah, let's go. I was like, you know, I was like, is it all right if I, I was like, you know what, never mind. I'm going to sit down because I want to sit down. And I sit down, I go through the lines, kill it, weave up out of there. In my mind, I'm like, this part is mine. Not only that, but I saw the nigga covered in. I saw the nigga went in before me, and I saw the nigga came in after me, covered in after me. I could hear the nigga before me in there. I was like, yeah, he's tanking. <laughs> I see the nigga that I'm, as I'm coming out. Let me tell you what's the worst thing you can do. When you're coming out of an audition, like, and I know this being a dude going in. If you going in and a nigga coming out before you is hugging the, the fucking casting director and they calling him by name. He, they like him. Oh, can't wait to see you again. Hey, you have a good day, all right? Next. Man, that's, I'm coming out. They died laughing. They like, oh my God, Kev, good job. You were funny, man. Listen, we're going to make sure that we that Kev sees this. Hey, uh, next. I just I give a hug and look at dude as I walk out. That nigga's face was like, I ain't gonna say I walked shit. out of that bitch like, uh, I walked out of there like they did, like the nigga did on Temptations where they got through singing and he threw that nigga <laughs> the mic and was like, now top that! <laughs> sucker! <laughs> now top that, sucker! Nigga, I ain't heard it back from them people yet. <laughs> I don't, I'm just telling myself. It's just cause of the pandemic. You got the part as soon as the studio's over back up. Nah, nigga. They already called the nigga who got the part. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened to me. I'm doing Zooming with friends with Tahir. Mm-hmm. And it's me, a few other people, and Joey Wells on that. And we're into the Zoom. And I said, what up, Joey? What up, D-Lay? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, I heard you did your thing in that audition. I said, yeah, man. I did I did my thing, bro. He said, uh... Yeah, you did. Do yeah, you did your thing. thing. <laughs> you did your thing. I said, so did I get the part or not? You know, nigga. Just don't fucking bullshit me. Do you, did I get the goddamn part? 
He said, uh, I don't know if you got the part. I don't know if you got that part. But uh, they definitely like you. But um, they did not like that you changed all the goddamn lines. Well, Zoom. And he looked me dead in my eyes and he said, did you miss me? God damn. Took y'all around the world and drop y'all asses off. This has been another fabulous episode of the number one storytelling podcast in the world. Did you miss me? I'm D-Lay. It's your boy, Damn Food. Hey, man, thank y'all for watching, man. We'll see y'all next time.